is for them. Now, the guy is coming from a good place. The whole mirror dresses in white shirts, the entire mirror. Now, obviously, the guy is coming from a place. Come close, come close, Yitzhak. Come close. No, 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 no. Come, come right next to him. Come, come. Yitzhak. Without the code, Yitzhak. The guy's in the mirror, the guy's in the mirror, Yitzhak, and he has his blue shirt. So I always feel badly for the guy because I get him. I get him. I know that guy. And he wants an independence. I'm my own person. And when you're young, it's normal that your independence expresses itself by dress. That's very normal and understandable and should be that way. Youngsters have a freedom of a certain dress and a certain to announce themselves. As you get older and more sophisticated, that's, that's the Nakuda view that you wear a blue shirt. I would go into, if I was in Bavav, I'd wear the whole thing. I'd still be me. That's not the Nakuda of me. That, if I'm in Bavav, so everybody wears a strimel, so I'll put on a strimel. That's not the Nakuda. I'm studying Reb Miller. Reb Miller was one of the most independent people I've ever seen in my life. He looked like every row, but if you understand, I was laughing because when he started teaching in a Svarda community, so at first, I'm explaining to you why I said no. When he started teaching in the Svarda community, Reb Miller, so the first time he came, they were like, shy. people had told them, they weren't, many of them weren't religious. He was very close to Svarda. I went to the Thursday night she was full of Hasidim and full of Svarda. The first time he showed up, they were like shocked. Their friends, yeah, Reb Safti, Mr. Safti is a very rich gazillionaire, told his friends, you have to hear this guy. So he brings all his friends, where Miller comes to speak, and they're shocked. They see a rove. They were expecting like a cool guy. They were like shocked. And the funniest thing is, he was a cool person, a fascinating, independent thinker, brilliant mind. But it was what it, the uniqueness didn't express in dress. He dressed exactly like a rove, exactly like you'd expect. That wasn't the uniqueness. So I like as a person matures, your uniqueness is not you have a certain type of shirt. That's not. That's not. That's when you're a little kid. That's childish. Dress like everybody. Let your uniqueness be your svara on the sugya, your perspective on life, your sense of truth. That's your uniqueness. So I get like a guy who's trying to be loud, who's trying to stand out. You should stand out. Just real, authentic, with the mahalach hachayim, with the path in life should be your standout, with something, with, with you. That's what should... And of course, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think I'm such a standard guy. I think I, Shtickle, you, you know, my own person. But the, what, trust me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want what's unique about me, so I'm going to wear a green, green thing, so maybe from now on, whoa, he's different. That's not the Nakuda that's different. Let the Nakuda of difference be the real things. And that takes time to discover, by the way. The guy himself, the funny part about the guy wearing the blue shirt, is he doesn't even know his uniqueness. He knows he wants to be unique, but you don't even know, you, he doesn't even know his uniqueness. I see Bachram Yeshiva try to stand out with something. It's comical to me. He doesn't even know his uniqueness. He has a brilliant mind, a fascinating perspective. That, ooh, now you're... As you mature, as you get older, your uniqueness expresses itself. Nobody wants just to be a follower, just to be in a crowd the same as everybody else. It says when you see a crowd, of, of, of a huge crowd of Yidden, 600,000 Yidden, you say, Hashem is Chaiker Harazim, the knower of secrets. Shaykhaz.
You see 600,000 people. You say Hashem knows the secrets. What's that? What's that? What is that knowing the secrets? What does it even mean? What, why is that? The answer is you see a big crowd. It looks like just a blob, a mob of people. Like indistinguishable. Everybody looks the same. Hashem's the knower of secrets means the thoughts, the unique thoughts of every person. Hashem's the knower of secrets. Everybody's distinguishable. Everybody's different. Externally, they may look the same, but in ways of, of significance, Hashem knows the secrets. He understands the uniqueness of every person. That's what we're striving to produce. A unique individual, a person, but his uniqueness, not superficial uniqueness. They, they talk and look the same, fine. Okay, people don't look the same, but you don't have to, that's not the Nekudah. To stand out in that way is not the Nekudah. Stand out by your svara, by your thought process, by your mitzvahs, by your flair for mitzvahs, by your choice of what your biggest mitzvah is, of where you're drawn to in Torah. Right, Sun and Shine and I over the years have become very close. We have different things, different types of vart, and I'll see a vart, I'll know that's the right Sun and Shine vart. I'll tell him, like, go crazy. Right? He knows Vartam that I'm not. We have different neshamas, different internals, but we don't have to, like, there, I'll dress in, like, a green and khaki pants to show whether he's different. That's not, that's not my, I'm striving, but I am striving to be unique, to be me. I'm speaking on, um, I'm speaking on Sunday. My son's class is beginning to learn Gemara. I want to exp- I don't. That pr- I don't know if they're too young to understand this. When you're young and you learn Gemara, you're not really learning Gemara. So I probably they're too young. For me. I just have to talk about our, you know our precious Teresh Balpez. The real Gemara is ten people with ten perspectives having a conversation, and they have to be unique for Gemara to work. And that's your most precious uniqueness. Your most precious uniqueness is the thoughts you have on the sugya, the honest thoughts, not forced. The guy who's trying to be loud, draw attention, be different. You're supposed to be different. Now let's be different. Sit and learn the sugya. Don't force anything. And say your svara on the sugya. Find your areas of Torah that attract you. Find your mitzvahs that attract you. What will emerge is a very unique person that only you can create. But you don't have to force it. You don't, that guy wearing the blue shirt is like pushing. So wear the white shirt. Dress like everybody in the mirror. That's not what makes you unique. I always feel badly for the blue shirted guy in the mirror. If I'd be in Babav, I would tell you, you're in Babav, dress in a strangle. When in Rome, you problem, that's not what's unique about it. They all went strand. Okay, so put on the strand. That's not, that's not the uniqueness. That's not the nekuda. That's a minigamokim. The minigamokim, that's a derecheretz. That's simply you're mixing up fields. That's a derecheretz. You're in the mirror yeshiva. Shame on a guy who wears a blue shirt. He's all messed up. It's minigamokim to wear a white shirt. What are you wearing a blue shirt? If everybody has certain haircuts, it's not it's wrong to have a different type. Guy, what would be wrong? Guy, she would grow a ponytail. He's wrong, because that's not the minigamokim. It's, it's very wrong. It's not nice. Not derech heretz. Oh, you're trying to be unique. Say a good svara. Say a good svara in the sugya. Learn the parish and have a unique perspective on the parish. Have a unique perspective on relation, whatever you want. That's, that's as we mature. That's my hope for a bacher. But I wanted to learn the parish. It's not what we went to discuss today. But I just, Rafael asked me, so I have to say. Okay. The goal is not to hear what we want to hear. The goal is to hear the truth. So he asked me, so I said the truth. You understand? Make sense, Rafael? I still don't like it. No. No. Not at all. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to learn some of the parish by explaining. Did it make sense, Rafael? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. 
But I want uniqueness. If, if we produce in yeshiva the same guy, if, ever, if we produce and trust him, as molding in thought, that's very dangerous. If, if, if you call us guilty, but the, the nekuda, I'd love if the, the nekuda in dress, he has normal exploration, that's normal. In this issue, we're not like, if the push a white shirt. But that's not, you typically find in the yeshiva, as guys should I do a white shirt, it's not because they're getting less unique. It's because the uniqueness is not expressing in dress. That's not a guy is moving on to other areas where he wants to express his uniqueness. That's not. That's not his. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't trust me. I couldn't kill us if a guy ends up wearing a colored shirt. That, that's not the nakuda. That's certainly not the minig. I'm welcome here. Wear a blue shirt. That's not. That's not the nakuda. But yeah. I wanted a. I wanted a, there. There's a lot on par. We didn't get to be together for Parshas Vayetze, and I want to speak on a lot of different things on Parshas Vayetze. We'll see how much we. We'll see how much we can get to. To me, all these Parshas Atayra are so packed. We we learned a little bit. We learned Akar Satay with Rachli Menu. We got to do a little bit, but I want to do. There's more stuff that I want to do. I want to. The first thing I want to say is something I've said before this year, but I want you to hear this. I think it's a big yisoid. It's a yisoid I heard from my tata that I want to share with you. Leia Imenu has her fourth son, and she names him Yehuda. And she says, Hapam, this time, Oides Hashem, I thank Hashem. And the question is, why didn't she thank Hashem for child one, two, three? Why is the fourth child called Yehuda? Why is that fourth son called Yehuda? You can call child one Yehuda to thank Hashem. Hayda. Yehuda to thank. And her fourth son, she says Yehuda. She calls him, she thanks Hashem. Why the fourth son does she thank Hashem? Child one, she could too. Says Rashi, like Benny said, that this is Yosem Michalki. Let's read the Rashi. Says Rashi, Pasuk Lamed, Hey, Hapam Oida, Shenatal to Yosem Michalki, Me'ata Yeshli Lohoidais. All the Imois knew there were 12 Shvatim. They were, they were Nevi'ais. They had Nevi'ah. And they all knew, Rachel, Leah, Bila, Zilpa, all knew from these four wives, they're going to be 12 Shvatim. 12 you find that over and over that they knew how many Shvatim were coming out. A matter of fact, later on, Leah is expecting a child in her stomach, and she davens Tashem, it should be a girl. Because she knew that if she has another boy, she knew that the, Bill and Zilpa each had two boys. Rachli Menu had one. If she has another boy, that's the end of the 12 Shvatim. And she was worried it would be a bazillion to Rachli Menu. That Rachel had less Shvatim than the, than the, than the Shvachos, than Bill and Zilpa. It would be a bazillion to Rachli Menu. So she davened Hashem for her girl. Hashem gave her Dina, allowing Binyamin to come from the Chelek of Rachlimenu. So that is what, that, they knew there were 12 Shvatim. The Kitzur Advarim is Leia knew there's 12 Shvatim. And when she has her fourth Shevet, she's one second, 12 Shvatim, four Rimais, everybody gets three Shvatim. She had her fourth, it's Yoyser Mechelki, it's more than I deserve, it's more than what I thought I was going to get, she calls him Yehuda. Said my tata, that in Akar Satoiv, did Leah feel she deserved child one, child two, child three, everything was a chesed Hashem. But the Spitz Haida, the epitome of a Haida, of a thanks, is when you understand it's more than you deserve. 
If you understand it's more than you deserve, that's like, that's the best haida in the world. That's the best thank you in the world. The more you have a sense of magiali, it comes to me, I deserve this, I'm supposed to get it, your haida is diminished. The more you can increase the understanding, it, I don't deserve it. The more your haida is, the more your thank you is. Now certainly Leia, um, child one felt it also. She didn't say, it's deserving me. She's a, one of the greatest people. She's in Avia. She understands it's more than I deserve. The reason she named Yehuda Yehuda is because that was the ultimate level of this more than I deserve. I never fathomed this. I never thought there were four imais. Each one's going to have three shvatim. This haida reached the epitome of haida. Apam oides Hashem. Now I can thank Hashem in like such a spit, such a classic way, because now I have the understanding it's more than I deserved. The Chaybis Halvavis writes a few reasons people don't thank properly Hashem. They write a few reasons people don't thank. And a big part of it is the sense that I deserve it. It comes to Magieli comes to me, this is, because I had it yesterday, like I deserve it today. Rev. Swilly Chef um, gave me a piece from the altar of Slobodka Bashkoch, this Shabbos, gave me a piece, and I read it, I learned it this Shabbos, and he's talking about this Yisoy, that a Yid is the essence of not taking things for granted. He describes on Brachas, let, let's imagine we want such a madrega. I'm not saying we're there, but if we made our Brachas properly, he describes the Tainug, a person is created for Tainug. He describes the Tainug of a person who doesn't take things for granted, Aiki. If you read about Reb Miller, I met Reb Miller. He's one of the happiest people I ever saw in my life. In his 90s, he was like giggly happy. You saw, <laughs> he, was, he was like but deeply, not a fake. He was a happy man. If you would, it's a funny question to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself who's happy. It's an important question for life. Who's happy? Don't be silly. Don't fall for somebody who's... Or in my high school class, the class clown in my high school class, we all thought it was so funny, he was depressed. When I was older, I started like happy. I don't know if he was fully normal either, but he was depressed. When I was young, he was like the happy guy, but he wasn't... The older you get more... He wasn't happy at all. If he was happy, there wasn't happiness. Rev Miller was one of the happiest, as in, just if I would rate from the top five happiest people I ever saw in my life, Rev Miller would be up there. He was profoundly happy. And a big part of his happiness, L'chair, what he expressed himself, is he appreciated the kindness of Hashem in a deep, deep, profound way. It is possible to actually be a brachas person. It's not just a religious, you know, religious right. It is possible to be a happy, to be appreciative person. We have to work on destroying the sense of Magieli. There's a line from a guy from Winston Churchill. He saw a lame person walking by, and he said, but for the grace of God, there goes I. Be'etzem, that's me, except Hashem gave, gave me a gift. I'm not like an entitlement to walk. He had the sense that, that that's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a walker and he's the non-walkers. I have a gift of walking. Now the truth is it's open in our davening. That line, but for the grace of God, there goes I. Did you ever notice in the morning we say, Pekeach Ivrim, Hashem gives sight to a blind guy. Are you a blind guy? What do you mean you have sight? What, we're real, what do you mean, give sight to the blind? I'm not blind. What we're recognizing daily is, is I'm not from the seers club. Every day you can, be, you can have the sense I was gifted. Now there's high madragas. 
It's high Madregas. Reb Miller, Reb Miller's grandson once walked into his kitchen. There's a Maisa Shaya. Reb Miller's grandson walked into the kitchen, and the Reb Miller, one of the G'dayle Adar, he was a Masmid Nifla, always learning, from the biggest Masmidim in the world. And Reb Miller is sitting in an unusual position. When the grandson walked into his house, Reb Miller's head was in the kitchen sink. The sink was full of water, and Reb Miller's head is dunked in the sink. The one and his head is deep in the sink. And then the grandson walks and he sees his Zayda pull his head out and go. <gasps> it's like Zayda, everything okay? You know, it's an interesting move to pull. Is everything okay? Reb Miller said to him that he was walking the streets, and somebody criticized. It was the summer. Somebody criticized New York air. That it's so humid and ugh, disgusting. And he felt that it would impact him not to appreciate Hashem. Gives us air and breath. The kindness, kol haneshama talulka, my capital tilum kufnun that I'm saying, kol haneshama for every breath, talulka. I'll call neshima neshima chazal darshan. For every breath, you should thank Hashem. Red Miller said he was worried it would impact him. He was a person of appreciation of Hashem. That was his life's mission. And he was worried. He heard negativity. Somebody knocked. Here we breathe and we enjoy the outdoors. Or Miller loved the outdoors. And he felt that it would diminish his appreciation. So he stuck his head in the sink, not being able to breathe. And he pulled it out and took a deep breath, an appreciated breath. and said, thank you, Hashem, for breath. He took himself where he couldn't breathe. He put himself underwater. You can't breathe. He was struggling, pulls his head out. Ooh, thank you, Hashem, for breath. There could be such a possibility. How we get there, certainly not taking things for granted, looking around life and appreciating the preciousness of every single day, the preciousness of all the precious gifts of life and not taking them for granted. You see somebody who's not happy, you would think that the, the thought is like he needs something inserted in his life to get him happy. He needs something new in his life. Reb Miller challenged that assertion. In Reb Miller's eyes, that same person, if he would learn to focus on all the gifts he already has, he could be happy. Not new things. He could look what he already has. Bemis, I hope I can find it. There's a Pusik in Kahelis like that. Let me see if I can find it. I didn't plan on saying this. Let me see if I can find the Pusik in Kahelis. There's a Diak in Kahelis from the wisest man who ever lived. He says a shtickle, as a diuk like this, that happiness is not getting new things, it's a new perspective that I already have. Let me see if I could find it.
He says, this is great. Listen to this diuk. You want to hear a beautiful diuk, Aiki? This is subtle. Yak, I never told you this diuk. Listen to a diuk, a subtlety in language. David Shmuel, check this out. Ay, David, I want you to hear this. Binny, you ready? Rafael, you ready for a diuk? I once saw. Listen to this diuk, Rafael. The Pasuk says, Gam kol ha'adam, every man, asher nasan loyalikim, that Hashem has given him, Aishav and Chasim, wealth and possessions, and he gets to eat from it. V'lismoyach ba'amoli, and to enjoy in his, in his work, zematas alikimi, that's a gift from Hashem. A person who enjoys what he has is a gift from Hashem. Then Tubsukim lady says, Yesh ra'asharis, is a terrible thing under the sun, and it's common on a person, a common evil, a man who Hashem will give him wealth and chasim and kavod, and he's not missing anything, but he doesn't get to enjoy it. Chayli rao, he calls it a sin, a terrible, a terrible um, chayli, a terrible illness. So he describes a great gift is to enjoy what you have, and an illness is not to appreciate the gifts. But if you look at the subtlety of language, by the man who enjoys, it says ish, it says a man, asher nasan loyalikim, that Hashem already gave him, past tense. By the man who doesn't enjoy, it says ish asher yitin loyalikim, a man who Hashem will give, future. The second guy who says, who doesn't appreciate what he has, it says a man who Hashem will give him things, and doesn't appreciate it, it's a terrible illness. The Diyak the Aiki being the man who doesn't appreciate is always looking to what he will get. The man who appreciates looks to what he has. It's the big secret. It's not if, if this happens, then I'll be happy. It's a, you can be happy with what already happened. If there's an appreciation and a new focus on what I have and to really appreciate it and enjoy it for what it is, a person can find tremendous happiness. Look at what I already have. What I already have, and just a different type of focus. Different type of focus, understanding it and appreciating what I already have, not what I will get. I just, I'm going to give an example only because it's on my mind, because I just was talking to somebody about this, and I don't say this takes a minute. A guy for years had difficulty with his father, for years. And the, the, the rebooting of appreciating what he already has, that doesn't take a minute. He's frustrated. His father's not great at expression, at relationship, at connection. His father's a very literal thinker, what Yaakov and I call literal thinker. And his father is difficult. It doesn't, his father's not mushy and understanding. He's not a connector. At some point, it doesn't take a minute. He has to be frustrated and upset, and it's a process. But he can come to appreciate his father for what he is. There's a lot that his father is, and honest. His father never lies. It's part of being a literal thinker. So a lot of my list is dead. A lot of, and his father likes him and cares about him. You can learn to have happiness in what you already have. Not just you can. That's the happy person who takes what he already has, sameach b'chelka, what he already has, and he's happy. That person could be, could, could be a freedom person. So this, my father taught me, this Lushen that, that Leah names her fourth son Yehuda. Zapam Oides Hashem. The more we could start looking at what I already have, not look at it, Magieli, it comes to me. To appreciate gifts I have, well, why should I just assume this comes to me? Really, be thankful for those gifts. Whether it's obvious gifts of sight, of the ability to walk, or other things. Things you can appreciate. 
that is a tremendous source of happiness. I could tell you there was a period in my life that I got a lot of foot injuries. It was like, it was literally embarrassing. Every time I'd play, I'd end up with Aaron Wilk, Yaakov, once said, what's it worth that you're a ball player? You can never stay standing anyway. Look, it's not worth anything. I was always getting, it was very frustrating. And I could say, looking back, I don't get injured. I've played now many years and not had this. But I, I'm, I'm thankful for those years of injury because I don't take for granted. And it's a shame it took getting injured to appreciate it. But I don't take for granted the fun of running around, being able to run around. I really appreciate it, significantly appreciate it. It's geschmack to just run around and appreciate that you're upright, enjoying, able to run with, with the chevra. It's a tremendous, such an enjoyable gift from Hashem. But to appreciate the things we already have, not to, to somehow get rid of Magieli, it comes to me. That, 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 like that you're supposed to do from people around us also mom serves me supper should be a tremendous sense of appreciation a gift to appreciate not the sense well, that, you, that you're supposed to do that's expected that's ridiculous you got something somebody did for you appreciate if we can eliminate the Magieli in Yiddish it says come to me or comes to me if we can what would it what would in English how would you say Yak? Entitlement. well entitlement but are you? If we can eliminate that sense of entitlement and work actively on that, in accordance with how much we eliminate a sense of entitlement, that's how much our thank you is real. Interest, just as an aside, the Ksav Seifer says that it, the Lushan of the Pasuk is Apam Oydesam. This time I thank Hashem. Shall I want to thank Hashem this time? So the Ksav Seifer says, fascinating. The Ksav Seifer says that she really wanted to thank the, Hashem the rest of her life. So she named him Yehuda. She said Bitmiya with wonderment, Hashem? Should I only thank Hashem now? I want to thank I want to remember this thank you. So she named him Yehuda every time she called him to supper. Yehuda Lord, come to supper. She said, thank Hashem. She named him in order that she shouldn't Hapam only now should I thank Hashem? Al King, she called him Yehuda, that she should always thank Hashem. It reminded her by just calling Yehuda Lord, supper, it reminded her something. And it reminded her to always thank Hashem. So that is the pshat that she names him Yehuda. Yeah. Had a nice ksav cipher. Ishmaq ksav cipher. I wanna I wanna say something. I wanna say something important in, in Chesed. Studying the parsha of the Avais and the Imais is a sugya in Chesed. There's a lesson you'll like this, Yaakov. A lesson in Chesed that I think is valuable. It is getting late, but a quick lesson in Chesed that you like. Listen to this lesson, Shmuel. Are you listen to this lesson? Gedalz, listen to this. Eichel, I want you to hear this. Pass for about Chesed like Eichel to hear this. You'll remember this different times in your life. More, I think it's very important. Leia, when um. When Rachli Menu, when Rachli Menu tries to get Yaakov Avinu to come to her tent, Yaakov Avinu would decide Al Piruach Hakodesh which one of his wives to go to, and it was Al Piruach Hakodesh. So Leah says to Rachli Menu, "I'm at kachteches ishi v'lakachas gamas dudoi bini." Is it not enough that you took my husband? You also want to take the dudoyim? Leah says to Rachli Menu, you're taking my husband. She complains to Rachli Menu Aiki. 
Aiki, is that it's one of the most fascinating psukim. Leah is saying to Rachel, you're taking my husband. Who gave her Yaakov Avinu? Who gave her Yaakov Avinu? Rachel Imenu gave Leah Yaakov Avinu. She says to him, is it not enough? You're taking my... <laughs> what do you say? So what I want to say, so right, Oberlander said over that Vaistai's Leia never knew that Rachel gave her Yaakov Avinu. What I want to say, Aiki, and this, this is a life lesson, and I want everybody to think about this. Besides the act of chesed, how you respond after chesed matters a lot also. People do great kindness, Shmuel, and they give it up by certain type of responses that blows the chesed. Aiki, a guy could do a great chesed, but then he holds it over people. Abacha's mother told me, Abacha's mother told me that my son doesn't thank for kindness, and she said he thinks, Aiki, this is fascinating, she said he doesn't thank because he's a very sensitive guy and he knows it costs a lot when you get kindness. So he doesn't like receiving kindness, he doesn't want to owe so much. But the Aiki, the word of the person giving the kindness, people could do great kindness, but then abuse it to spouses. This happens a lot. A husband will do something for his wife, but then he, he makes her pay a lot for it. Then that, that, you just you limited so much of your kindness. Learn to do kindness and then let go. Don't make her pay. That's part of the kindness, Aiki. In one of the greatest acts of chesed of all times, Aiki, Rachli Menu giving Leah the Simonimites. One of the greatest acts of kindness. But it was protected the value of the kindness. She never held it against her. Whether you learn like Rai Oberlander that Leah never knew she got the kindness, which some of us say, or whether you learn that Leah knew she got the kindness. But Vaisdais, it was never held above her to the point that Leah could say, You're take Mazam. There was never reminded, do you remember who gave it? The chesed was done, Belev Shalom. People do for their spouse all different types of big chasadim, but it costs so much. They hold the other one to a lot. I did that kind. They hold them, they make them pay too much. That limits the, do the kindness and don't make somebody pay for the kindness. Rachli Menu does the kindness to lay and the shlemus of the chesed. The wholeness of the chesed is there's no cost for it afterwards. To the point whether she never told her, whether she never held it against her, there's simply no cost. That's real kindness. You'll see what I mean in marriage a lot. A guy will, you know, there's a shilash, they go to her parents or his parents for Pesach. So a guy's at Sadakal and he goes to her parents. One day you go to your wife's parents. Instead we're going to her parents for Pesach. It's amazing chesed. But it's only a shleimah stick of chesed if it doesn't cost her. If the whole yantif, she's paying for that chesed, you negated your chesed. Part of shleimus of chesed is what goes after chesed. I want to say, and drash, a little drash. It's not such drash, but a little drash. By Mayriv we say, to remove the satan, milifaneinu me'achareinu, before and after. The satan before is before a good deed who tries to get us not to do it. What's the satan after, me'achareinu, from behind us? I want a tiny boy from Drash. The son tries to get you not to do the chesed. And if you do the chesed, he tries to get you to mess it up. You can lose your chesed. When you do a great deed and then it costs so much, then you took away from the great deed. There are a lot of things like this.
There are a lot of times you invest in something, but then there's times even in a yeshiva you can invest a lot in a bacha, does something, you make him pay well after, and you get certain... Ah, oh, don't lose the chesed. Do it, believe, shalom, and no price attached. If you go to your wife's parents, don't make her pay it all after. It's not, but then any decision over yantiv, you're like, well, remember where we... Don't make her pay, we went. I did it, believe, shalom. It connects here that Rachli Menu gave her her husband... And years later, Leah says to Rachel, you're trying to take my husband? What I see from there is Rachel never held it over her. If Rachel held it over all the years, Leah can never say that. You see here, either she, Rachel never told Leah, or even she told her, she clearly never held it above her. To the point that Leah could say, you're taking my husband. No response. She ne- so that's a chesed. That's why forever we have that chesed remaining. Because she didn't touch that chesed. There's so many great deeds that people throw away. They throw away a great deed. I've seen it. Yaakov, you've seen this in your life? People do great chesed and they destroy the chesed. It's such a shame. And they did a big zach. You did such a great thing. Why are you destroying it? You went to her house, Pesach. One day, Mrs. Binny and Binny are going to say, she'll go, you're as a, Binny's going to say, Hashem, I'm going to find it in him with unbelievable strength to do what she wanted. Kevaldig, unbelievable, schar, that's ultimate chesed. Don't touch that chesed. Don't touch it. It's precious, kindness. You're a bigger person. The Yitzharil then will get you later to, to make her pay for the chesed. So then is that chesed? It's a business deal then. Ah, you blew it. You did such a great act. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. That's the Yitzharil Me'acharenu after the action. Who wants to get different payments from it and ruin the chesed. Do the chesed and move on. In your mind, I did it. I'm happy I did it. The score is zero, zero. If you do that, oh, did you have that, that chesed's eternal. You have that forever. But if there's, if there's payment after, held above after, held over somebody, says that chesed at all. So then it was a business deal. I'm saying you did the hard act. The Yitzhar then gets you. No, even if the guy's not doing that. The guy did it. He did a big miser. Then he could use it. Yeah, there is such a thing. But I'm saying here the guy did it. He meant to believe Shalom. But then it's a good tool later on. So then you blow it, leave that chesed alone. I'm not talking about a guy who did it for that. He did it and did it believe Shalom. He managed, it was a hard sign. Then later there's something over Yantiv. He could then use that. You know, wink, wink, you know where we are right now. She's like, oh, okay. Ah, why did you touch the chesed? A chesed that you meant. But the Yitzhara gets us to blow. If you think there's limited to husband and wife, if you think there's limited to a spouse, there's countless examples of this, countless, of people doing big acts, but the big act is, is diminished by, if you could just do the big act and leave it, don't touch it, it's so precious, why are you diminishing it? There's so many areas of this where big acts are diminished by all different types of, I'll even give you an example, a guy gives stuck to an organization a lot of money. Then he tried, I'm not saying if you have pull, you have pull, one chesed leads to another. But I'm talking about hard feel, I did this, then this. Where the Yitzhahara will try to diminish, you did that and you, you're proud of it. Move on, don't, don't utilize it after, don't turn it into something, just leave it as a chesed. Leave it as a chesed, what a beautiful act of chesed. What do you think about this, Yak? 
It's important. It's important. I think it's very important, you said. I think it's a tremendous Yetzirah with Chesed. Asher, you can relate, you can hear such as that. You'll see a lifetime of examples, Asher. When you invest a lot in something, you're at most danger of this. But the goal is to say, I chose and I'm proud and happy and leave it. What do you mean? After all, I mean, don't, don't, don't then, it's, it's, it's important. And the HR will try to get you to diminish it. It's such a good act. It's such a good act. He'll try to get you to be upset by it. <laughs> the rebellion will make a big event. They work that kishkas off for it. And then during the event, something happens, a bacher does something, so the Rebbe gets extra mad. After all my work, I spent a lot of money. But you're diminishing, you did that, don't, don't sell it out. Okay, so he made a mistake, the bacher acted like a bacher, but say there. But the Yitzhahar will try to get us to sell out, to make it like not worth it, to, to ask for payment in funny ways. You'll find this Yitzhahar over and over. Try to talk back to yourself. Say, I'm so proud of what I did. I'm not touching that. I'm happy what I did. I'm, ha- I'm not getting from, I'm not looking. I just like what I did. Zehu. Go to her house and then this, imagine this is just the muscle of it. Go to your, your spouse's, her parents. Where it was difficult. You really wanted to go to yours. No, nope, we're going to hers because I want to be mevater. And then, and then the rest of Yanta, she shouldn't pay anything for it. To the point that she could have a time on you with something and you don't look at well, Come on, I'm only here. No. There's, no, there's no further cost. Yeah, there's so much more I want to do in the parish. We do have to get to Gemara Shiurim today. Uh, I love the file. Brilliant guy. Shut yes. <laughs> People know that already, the file? They say on the Chavetz Chaim. That his sidkus made people not notice his um, his goyness. My father told me that the Chavetz Chaim used to daven that people don't see his goyness. He was a genius, and he used to daven that people shouldn't see his goyness. He didn't want he didn't want people to know what a genius he was. He davened to Hashem. So my father told me, why didn't he daven that people shouldn't see his sidkus? So my father told me, no tzaddik thinks he's a tzaddik. His sitkus, he didn't think he was a tzaddik. Would he have they shouldn't see his sitkus. His yeah. sitkus, he, he would have died. He didn't know he was a tzaddik. His goyness, a genius is a fact. A genius or not, you can take tests to discover it. His iluyish kite, he knew. His sitkus, he didn't know about to die. That's what my father told us. Who can learn from his sitkus? He can't learn. I hear you That's a good zug also. That's good. Then he says that he davened for his goyness. His goyness, what can you learn from? So people shouldn't see it. Why should they know he's a goyin? His sitkus, he shouldn't daven. People shouldn't notice it. It can be learned from. Nice. Huh? If he was a genius, how didn't he see that he's a tzaddik? <laughs> You're so funny. You're so funny. My father told me that about Ramesha. At the Masechta we're learning. Well, you just asked well. My father, that's brilliant. The end, you know at the end of Saita? You guys, you guys know this Gemara at the end? Of, one of the funniest Gemaras in all of Shas, the end of Saita. Bring me a Saita, Shmuel. I want to show one of the funniest Gemaras in Shas. It's important. You guys, have, David, the Olam has to finish the whole Masechta. You got to finish Saita, Hevra. David, you're going to finish Saita? No, maybe, no, maybe. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You finished already, Dubs? Sure. <laughs> Who has, is there a site in the air? Yeah, uh, Shmuel, is one right here.
parkour. Whoever is parkour has to run the parkour. Yeah, parkour. Am I supposed to tweet that out? You're doing it? You're not. I want you. I'll try Really? I'm worried with the concussions. What? I'm good. I'll do it. Let me just. Let me just. Right. Let me just do this. A minute, what, Yaakov? What's happening? Something on... Okay, that one was great Hardcore. That one's not complaining. Leave that phone whenever you want. Give me your hand. That's the last time. Don't pull that on me. Don't pull that on me. This is going to be Parkour 2. Don't pull that. Wow, the next Snapchat. It comes over here. Very funny. You can't see that. Really? Make sure as many cursors as you can do in Spanish. <laughs> you know what's like, you know, Yamaka? Looking for a half, you're only, you're in your room. You no, because I couldn't find you. You can't even the other Yamaka. I got a cat. I was for 30 minutes. I didn't know where it was, but it was there somewhere. If they're coming back to the two, I'm going to take the bus back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Listen to this tomorrow. Pull over a chair. Well, I'm gonna make sure. Sit down, snap for a minute. For a minute. There's just for 30 seconds. I'm really, really bad. Five, twelve. Games at two. Twelve mountain ones. I'll come back. I want to come. I like. I want to be. No, I'm coming. I want to be. I'll bring it back. Hey guys, ready? I want to hear the. I want to hear the comedy. Listen to this Gemara. Rabbi said, "Yeah, this side." So you'll have. You'll get that. You'll No, you'll take. You'll take. The the Gemara at the end of Saita. The Gemara at the end of Sait is talking about when different people were nifter, different things happening. So it says, Mishameis Rebbe. When Rebbe died, Butla Nava, there was no more humility in the world. Rebbe was the last real humble person in the world. So when Rebbe died, there's a Gemara, you can't make this up, Mayor. May you know about this, Gemara? From the last two lines in Saita, you better finish Saita this year. Let's go. Let's, you'll finish Saita? I really want you to finish badly. Aiki, Arye, finish Saita. Well, Mishameis Rebbe. When Rebbe dies, but another humility ended. Amalei Reb Yosef responds Reb Yosef. Don't say Anava ended. I'm still around. You hear this? Gemara, I'm not making this up. The Gemara says when Rebbe dies, there's no more humility in the world. Answer Rebbe, what do you mean? I'm around. I promise. When Rebbe died, there's no more humility and fear of sin. Don't say humility. Kill me. I'm around. I love that. Didn't happen. Yeah, didn't happen. You can't make this up. I'm saying humbleness and confidence are go hand in hand. It's just funny because because my my father said, "Who's smarter, me or Reb Moshe?" So Reb Moshe's smarter. If I know he's the God Ladar, certainly he knows. Like like Shmuel, is he stupid? <laughs>
My father claimed he didn't know he's a tzaddik because big people always feel deficient. Maybe, maybe that was the that was the biggest humility. Anyway, fascinating Gemara. Let's get to Gemara Shur. My voice says 12.03. Gemara Shur, let's do 12.10. Let's do Gemara Shur. Seven minutes. How do we get to that Gemara? What? No, because he was just saying that, that, that he's smart. He puts back in the Shlender next year. I want to tell you something, guys. Thank you. 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 Thank you.